Hey friend, welcome to the Alive Living Podcast. My name is Sarah Raquel Gauthier, and I'm excited for our journey together. We are all spiritual beings on a spiritual journey, but sometimes we may feel like we're stuck and not fully living. The good news is, is that Jesus came so that you could have life and life abundantly. So let's stop sleepwalking and start living alive one conversation at a time. Do I have potential? I think we've been talking about over the past couple episodes around these three fundamental truths that you are called, you are equipped, and you are a gift. But there's an underlying assumption here that you actually have potential to step into your calling, your equippedness, and the gift that you are to the people that God has placed you among. And so, yeah, it may be cool that you might consider yourself an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, a shepherd, or a teacher. Um, And that's all well and great, but do you actually have potential. And that's what we want to talk about today um, on this episode of the Alive Living Podcast. And so, do you have potential? And in ancient Rome, they used to have what's called the Victor's Parade. And so, a general or a ruler would go into battle And when they would go into battle, if they were victorious after they conquered and after that defeat, they would come back to their hometown and they would have what is called the Victor's Parade. But one of the beautiful things about the Victor's Parade is the victor would invite everyone from the town to come in and to see, oh, here's the general or the ruler and they've been victorious. But instead of just taking all of everything that they accumulated from the victory, so let's say once they killed whoever they went and and killed or they held captive whoever they held captive, they would also get um, just tons of of resources, gold and silver and and all these things from the other people. And so they would, instead of hoarding that for themselves, part of the victor's parade is they would give that gold, they would give that silver, they would give that those animals and that livestock to everyone in the community so that it wouldn't just be the victor's victory, but it would be a victory for the community. This was the victor's parade. And it was a beautiful act of celebration, not just for the general or the ruler, but also for the community. And Paul, when he's writing in Ephesians chapter 4, which is our foundational text for this entire season of the Alive Living podcast, he writes using the imagery of a victor's parade to talk about how Jesus redeems us and how Jesus invites us to the victor's parade. And so I want to go to that part in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 10, just to kind of anchor us today. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led the host of captives and he gave gifts to men and women. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And then it goes on to say that he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. This imagery that Paul is using as he is writing to the church at Ephesus is the imagery of the victor's parade. That Jesus goes in and he goes and and gains the victory. And that's part of the redemption that you and I get to experience. That he goes and he redeems us from everything that would hold us captive and he gives gifts 
to us. And so kind of using that story and that imagery of the victor's parade, the only way that we can understand these three foundational truths that you are called, that you are equipped, and that you are a gift are in the context of two big ideas that we find in the story of humanity and the story of scripture. And these two kind of big ideas are one, that potential is woven into all of creation. And two, that potential is awakened through redemption. And so these two really big ideas are meta ideas that we see unfold through the story of humanity and through the story of the Bible are our, our, our kind of framework for being able to even understand what it means that you're called, that you're equipped, and that you are a gift. And so do you have potential? The short answer to that question is yes. But in order to understand the fullness of that reality, we have to understand these two big ideas that potential is woven into all of creation and that potential is awakened through redemption. So let's explore these kind of big ideas together because they're kind of going to give us a framework to understand the rest of the season. So we got to understand the big ideas before we can chunk out some of the smaller ideas. So this idea of potential being woven through all of creation. You remember the story in the creation narrative. God would speak and at his word there would be light and at his word there would be um, animals would be created and land would separate from sea and all of this beauty would begin to fill the earth. And not only the beauty would begin to fill the earth, but God spoke, let us, speaking to God the Son, God the Father, God the Trinity, they're all talking to each other in community there. And, and it says, let us make mankind in our own image. And so they make mankind in the image of God. And so when God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are all working together to create humanity, they are weaving potential into all of humanity. And so humankind, we are image bearers of God. We reflect the potential of God. And I think it's important for us to note that when we talk about the potential that is woven into all of creation, the potential that is woven into you and to I as ones who bear God's image or reflect God's image, that there is no exception to that. You are not an exception to the rule. You are created in the image of God. All people are created in the image of God. And so if that's true, if we're saying that that's true, then the potential that God wove into all of creation, that potential is woven into you. It's part of your hardwiring. It's part of your DNA. You have the traces of God within you. And that's for all people. All of humanity have the traces of God within us. And so whenever you see someone, um, that person has the fingerprints of God in them. It doesn't matter whether they're old, whether they're young, whether they're black, whether they're white. It doesn't matter. All people have the traces of God within them. And so we begin to understand the traces of God um, as they are reflected in our desires. One of the things that I love about, about scripture is it always talks about our, our desires and God will give us the desires of our heart and God has woven certain desires into us and our desires are meant to point us to the potential that God wove within us. Your desires are meant to point you to God. 
I think the reality is, is that um, oftentimes we wonder like, oh, this desire feels like it's, it's, it's not really pointing me to God. It's more pointing me to myself. And part of that is because there is sin in the picture. And so sin is our fallen nature or our distorted desires where we kind of get it mixed up. Instead of our desires pointing us to God, our desires point us to ourselves to our false sense of ego, to our false sense of how we treat other people. And so, yes, there are distortions in our desires, but at its root, at its core, your desires and my desires are there to show us the traces of God. And so I wonder for you, what is your core desire? What is that thing that you desire most? And how does that point you to God? How does that point you to the traces and the fingerprints of God that are woven into you? And how does that desire help you to understand the potential that God has already given you? I know for me, when I ask myself that question, you know, what is your core desire? What is that thing that on the inside of you, there's this undeniable reality that this is the thing that I desire most. And for me, when I ask myself that question, it's this desire of belonging. I think all of the things in my life um, come back to this, this core desire of belonging. My value system is built on this core desire of belonging. How I interact with my friends and my family is built around this core desire of belonging. How I lead, how I serve, how I love, all of it comes back to this core desire of belonging. And that core desire of belonging for me, um, when it's in right order, um, points me back to the God who I belong to. And that I could be alone in a room, but still I would belong to God that I could feel a sense of oneness with my creator as, a, as somebody who bears the image of God. And so for me, belonging is huge. But when that desire gets distorted, all of a sudden it, it causes all kinds of trauma within myself, all kinds of trauma between other people. And part of that is because of that distortion is no longer pointing to my potential, but it's pointing to my destruction. But the good news is that the potential is still there. The desires can still be ordered and we can still experience the sense of um, oneness with God, the sense of um, just like communion with God who wove potential into all of creation. No matter who the person is, there are glimpses and traces of God in all of creation. And so um, when we talk about these different parts of the fivefold, the apostolic and, and this, this, this idea of the dream awakener, you know that there are people, they might be followers of Christ or not, but they can awaken the potential and they can awaken dreams in, in other people. They are the entrepreneurs. They are the people who are, who are setting the new trends. They are the people who are on the cutting edge of what is new. And so you can identify that in someone, maybe even you can identify that in yourself and you might not consider yourself a follower of Christ. But the reason that we can do that is because God in his infinite beauty and in his incredible capacity to design, he wove potential into all of creation. But unfortunately, something happened. Part of our fallen nature and part of how we have fallen short of God's glory comes into the picture. And that potential that God wove into creation, we all of a sudden, we somehow lose it. 
And I think Romans chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, give us uh, some insight into what happens and how we begin to conform not to the pattern of our potential, but we begin to conform to the patterns of this world. And so Romans chapter 1, verses 20 through 21 says, For his invisible, so that is God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature. In other words, his potential woven into all of creation have been clearly perceived. That's why you can see God's potential in all of creation. It says, ever since the creation of the world, it's been seen in things that have been made so that we are without excuse. Verse 21 goes on to say, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. We conform to the patterns of this world instead of conforming to the potential of our God-given design. And we are without excuse, is what the text says. This is Paul writing once again, the same Paul who writes in Ephesians about the victor's parade and about that you are called, that you are gifted, that you have potential. All of these things that Paul is writing in Ephesians, he's also warning us now in Romans that The potential was woven into all of creation, but because we did not honor God, because we did not give thanks to God, we became futile in our thinking. Our hearts became darkened. And so if we are going to move in the potential that God has created us in, we need to be awakened to that potential once again, because this idea that our hearts have become darkened, it's this idea that we have fallen asleep. We have fallen asleep to the potential that God wove into us at the beginning of creation. But the good news is, is that there's hope. And that when when Paul is writing in Ephesians and he's talking about the victor's parade, what we see here is that there is hope that Jesus, he descended into our context And then when he came, he went to the lower regions of the earth. That's this mysterious place. I don't know where hell is, but maybe it's somewhere in the lower regions. When Christ dies on that Good Friday, on that, we don't know what happens between Friday and and Sunday and the resurrection of Sunday. But what we do know is that God goes to battle for you and I, just like the general or the ruler of Rome would go out into the conquest, would go out to conquer the enemies that were coming against all of Rome. Jesus goes to overcome the enemy that has come after us. The enemy that has told us that you don't have potential. The enemy that has made it so that our potential has fallen asleep. Jesus goes to fight against that enemy. And it says that he ascended on high. So that is the resurrection of Christ. He ascended on high and he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. When we cross that line of faith and we decide to be followers of Christ, our potential is now awakened. The potential that God wove into all of creation, but that fell asleep because we failed to honor God. Now that potential can be awakened through the redemption of Jesus Christ. And Jesus, he leads the host of captives. That which had us captive no longer has power over us. So we can begin to walk in the fullness of 
God's potential that he wove into us at the beginning. And so when, when Paul is writing here in Ephesians and he's using this imagery of the victor's parade, what should be so exciting to you and I is that when we answer the question, do you have potential? Do I have potential? Part of being a follower of Christ is that yes, you have potential and it comes through the redeeming work of Christ on the cross. And the fact that when he ascended, it says when he ascended, he gave gifts to men and to women. And that those gifts, those gifts are the gifts, are the people gifts of the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, the shepherd. Those are the gifts that he gives to us. And so as we continue through through the rest of, of this season in the Alive Living podcast, one of the things that I want you to remember is that, yes, you are called. Yes, you are equipped. Yes, you are a gift. You have potential, and your potential is best understood in the context of these two big ideas, that potential is woven into all of creation, and that that potential, though it may be asleep, it can be awakened through the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. And so I welcome you to the Victor's Parade. The Victor's Parade is where you get to begin to awaken to your gifts. The Victor's Parade is where you and I begin to see, okay, what does it mean that I have potential? What does it mean that I am called? Who does God call me? What has God equipped me with? And how can I be a gift to those who are around me? So welcome to the Victor's Parade. This season's going to be a great season because we're going to really get to enjoy the celebration of living in light of the resurrection of Christ. And one of the things that I think is so important is that um, so often we think that when we, when we get saved, we use that language a lot in our, our church context, but when we cross that line of faith and when we allow Christ to redeem the potential that's inside of us, we don't have to wait for some far off time, some eternity, some infinite like weird place in the cosmos that we don't really fully understand what is heaven. Like we don't need to wait to that point to begin to walk in the potential that God has equipped us with. No, that potential is what we can begin to walk in today. So as today, as of today, we're celebrating the Victor's Parade and our lives get to be a Victor's Parade that God has won the victory, that Jesus on the cross offers you an opportunity to step in to your potential today. So let me pray for us as we close out this episode and be encouraged that potential is woven throughout all of creation, but potential is also awakened today in you. So God, we just thank you for the opportunity to, to hear from your word, from to, to know that you have awakened us through Jesus Christ. Jesus, we thank you because you have won the victory and you have won it for me. You have won it for everyone who is listening today. And I pray, God, that as we begin and as we continue to explore these three fundamental truths that we are called, that we are equipped, and that we are a gift, that we would remember that those truths are best understood in the context of of the fact that you wove potential into all of creation and that you awakened potential through redemption. And so I would pray that we would know that we have potential because you have awakened us. We love you, Lord. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Hey, friend. Thanks for being a part of the conversation today. Before you go, I want to invite you to do two easy things. Number one, Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. That way, you won't miss a moment of the journey. Second thing, share this podcast with a friend. Let's continue to build one another up to live a life, one conversation at a time.